Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! Thank you for joining us here at the Real Time Associates Development Center. Yes! Um, we just hired you for this part, so we're just going to try to get through this quickly and, and, and see how you do for this uh, commercial. I am honored, sir. Okay, that's great. Uh, well, let's just take it from the top. This is a super simple commercial, nothing to it. Uh, go ahead with your lines. Here we go now. <clears throat> oh, woe is me! Woe, woe! Whoa, uh, stop, cut, whatever it is I'm supposed to say. That's, that's, that's not in the script. This is a simple commercial. Just stick to the script. Let's take it from the top. Alright, Bug, you can do this. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Woe is me! I see death coming for thee! Um, it has a sickle. I what, am the, what are you doing? The part here says that I have a death scene. And I want it to light up the screen, if you will. Well, yeah, this is an advertisement for bug spray, and you're a bug. But it's not like a climatic death scene. Sure, sure. Wait, wait, this is this is for bug spray? Yeah, bug be gone. It's a new bug spray with all kinds of deadly chemicals. That, no, nobody, nobody told me this. Uh, sorry, buddy, you want the part or not? I mean, our product's going to kill your entire family, let's be honest. How, how much does it pay? Uh, 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Retro blist action. going but it went somewhere mm, that, yeah. but if we had any pride we'd just restart that one we would we used to we would rarely restart but we would have restarted something that low quality yeah we, like, would. we really have just gone downhill haven't we? <laughs> we we've we've gone about about a month without an episode a month uh you keep talking i'll tell you if that's true it feels like it at least i think it's more than a month is why i'm saying that <laughs> oh and this is what we're going to give them garbage yeah <laughs> Mate, no, you're pretty dead on. I gotta be honest with you. It's been a month and a couple days. Look at that. By the time you hear this, probably a month and a week. Yep. So we're a little bit more productive than Genesis Gym still. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shots fired. We canceled the podcast, and my wife had a baby, and we're still putting out more episodes than Genesis. <laughs> that's right. I oh. love them. Why do I always pick on them? I don't know. I think you know. pick on those you love. Yeah, I guess you so. Big stupid idiot. You're a moron. <laughs> So, uh, that's the big news, though. I think we should open up with that, Trevor. You, yeah. uh, you... I'm with child. You're with child. Wait a minute. 
That's what you say when a lady's pregnant. So that's wrong with both counts. Yeah. My wife had a baby. That's right. My baby. <laughs> and uh, his name is Miles. And uh, oh yeah, just share a little special thing. Just because we like to get extra creepy with our listeners. I don't like where this is going already. So me and my wife, wife love the name Miles. Yeah. You know, me partly because, you know, Miles Tails Prower. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's awesome. Um, as a longtime Sonic and Sega fan. And uh, we couldn't come up with a middle name, though. And we had gone through tons, and none of them just sounded good with, with our name. And uh, I literally started going through Retro Bliss listener names, just because they're guy names that I could know. And I said, how about, uh, I was thinking of Christopher Kellogg. I said, what about Christopher? And I didn't tell her it was a Retro Bliss listener. But <laughs> my wife said, yeah, that's it. So, technically, my son got his middle name because of Retro Bliss. Yeah, because of Christopher Kellogg and yeah. his wonderful cereal. Check is in the mail. Yeah, that's, don't say that. He's going to expect nope. money. Nope. We can't afford he that. better. What promises have we ever lived up to? <laughs> we beg for Patreon money. Yeah. Another little bit of business. If, I don't know how this is going to sound when you listen to it. but <laughs> I say that every freaking week. <laughs> Can we get to do something right? <laughs> Go <Nope>. ahead. <laughs> if, uh, if uh, I don't know how this is going to get cleaned up in production and stuff, but if you hear something in the background... It's because we're recording in a new area on a new computer, and it's near the air conditioning system, or what is it called? The heat pump, or whatever. It's the thing that makes you feel cold. The air blower. <laughs> the thing, yeah. The thing that makes you feel cool when it's stupid hot out there, and we refuse to cut it off. <laughs> yes. So, Chris said before, if we let him know ahead of time. So, yeah. Chris, we're letting you know ahead of time. And this may be for naught, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, we have the kid. Um, he was born... <laughs> <laughs> By the time you hear this, it'll be three weeks ago, probably. Yeah. Um, he's been keeping us busy, but, I mean, I can't even be too sarcastic. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, Is he into video games yet? He, he's into uh, Call of Duty. Okay. Not, he looks, yeah. He looks like, I'm going to laugh. Of course, he's in a Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. me so mad. He's gonna, he plays <laughs> Fortnite all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite's and poops. That's all he does. Yeah. Yeah. He farts like an old man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And he... He poops a lot, yeah. Yeah. But he's adorable. Ticks, he takes after his dad. Yeah. All the cliches. <laughs> it's very true. Okay, so I'm sure I'll have all kinds of new stories because of this baby. Uh, but literally, whenever my, whenever my wife... Yeah. Also, I'm sleepy because babies don't sleep at night sometimes. That's right, yeah. But whenever my wife hands me the baby... He poops every time. Right away. Like, he gets super comfortable with me, and he just lets it flow. <laughs> like, he just stop. I also have a theory. I'm going to let people behind the scenes. Well, okay. if they they may know this. All right, so, uh, Miles does not like to get a bath. Like, he, no. does, he doesn't like to be cleaned. He cries every time. <laughs> yeah. Except for the one time, apparently, I only know this through the Facebook, yeah. uh, because uh, your wife and her sisters were singing to him. Yeah. And they, honestly, here's a side note. They all sing amazingly. That's no lie. They have amazing voices. That's true. So I get it. Uh, that's why I kind of kept him at comfort. So my thought is, and I have to ask you this, I'm going to ask you this on the air okay. where you have to answer. Are you singing to him when you're giving him a bath? Maybe that's why he's crying. <laughs> you know what I think it is? Roxanne! You know, I won't take a bath unless you sing to me. You know that. That's true. 
I think that's it just true. takes after me, to be honest. It might be. That uh, might be. So maybe you need to sing to him. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Um, he's peed all over me. Uh, he has incredible uh, that's projectile. Where, that's where he takes after me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I pee over you all the time. It's like we did this joke a while back. That's all we do. Bunch like, of urine jokes is all his show is. Um, I decided a long time ago that a lot of shows with two guys in their mid-30s do a lot of poop jokes. That's true, We're yeah. above that. We use urine. Yeah. 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 You know, you're in a sterile if you don't have an infection or anything. That's what I've heard. So you could... <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> so you could... Uh, if you get stung by a jellyfish, yeah. save, save your life. That's what they say. I've heard it has to be your own urine, but that doesn't really make any sense. Why does it matter? I don't know. Okay, here. I'm going think... to make this statement now. If you see me on the beach and I've been stung by jellyfish, I don't care who you are, feel free to just pee all over me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I give you that permission. Feel free to pee all over Johnny anytime, honestly. Well, I mean... As far as I'm concerned. I need any sort of excitement, so yeah. sure. Uh so, what are we doing here today, Trevor? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're not just talking about babies and urine. No. Because... We're above that. Sega Saturn. Oh, I do have a short story. Since you gave... You shared, it's a dead system nobody cares about. You shared a story. Uh, let me share one real quick. Okay. Our listeners... Oh, tell us about your baby. <laughs> okay, sure. I found out I'm with child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the other day... I was very comfortable in my bed. You know, usually when you wake up, I don't know, especially the older I've gotten. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I wake up, like I'm just bursting to pee almost every morning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're the same way. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of how I am. Uh, but the other morning, like I've been having trouble getting comfortable because, you know, we've had some hot evenings and nights. Oh, yeah. But then here lately, luckily, I think it's because we've had flooding. Yeah. <laughs> but but the uh, nights have been comfortable. <laughs> yeah. We've had deadly rainfall. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I, I was sleeping so much better earlier in, in the week. Uh, and one morning I woke up and I was just so comfortable and I refused to get out of bed. <laughs> to the point where the second I go, okay, I'll finally just listen to my body and get up. I made it about two steps before, uh, you know... I felt a little something, so then I just kind of ran as fast as I possibly can, which is very slow, uh, to the bathroom, and, you know, did what you gotta do. And I thought all was well, and then I looked down at my shorts, and I definitely... <laughs> needed to wash them. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is I was too lazy to get out of bed because it was way too comfortable just to go pee. So I'd love to make fun of you. <laughs> I know I told you this story, but I don't think it was on the air. I don't know. Okay, good for it. Um, yeah, I mean, long story short, I basically pulled up my pants the other day, way before I was done peeing. <laughs> like, I thought I was done, but you get older. Even though we're not that old, our body parts are way older than our, our age uh, says it is. Our body parts have given up long before us, and we gave up years yeah, ago. So I thought I was done, and then there comes some more. <laughs> so, yeah, we're Man. we're falling apart. So, we played Bug. Yes. So the bug exclamation mark for the Sega Saturn. Bug. Believe it or not, we played a game, and we did. I've just I never got rid of my Sega Saturn. Never got rid of any of my games. It's one system I never got rid of any games for. But it, to be honest, it kind of sat and collected dust for a while. But I finally just really got back into it again, and I just remembered how much I love the thing. And so I just, I gotta play some Sega Saturn games. It's almost one of those systems that kind of gets semi-forgotten a little bit. It kind of gets lost through yeah. the cracks, it feels. Like, it, yeah. you know, because to me, and maybe it's just because how I was. I, I always wanted a Saturn, but was never able to get one. I always, mm -hmm. got, always played my friend Saturn, yours, or my buddy Clayton's who lived up the street yeah. who had one. Uh, but 
I did get a Dreamcast. So I was always, always I kind of went right straight to Dreamcast and keep yeah. forgetting about the Saturn. It is hard. It's easy to forget that the Saturn was Sega's main console after the Genesis, before the Dreamcast. Yeah. It almost feels like a side project, but it isn't. But it doesn't feel like it lasted very long, right? It did not. No, um, I would be fine doing a whole Saturn episode at some point. The thing I didn't realize about the Saturn is it actually had a... <coughs> oh, a God. had a frog in its throat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow, that came out of nowhere. Keep that in. Okay, leave that in, Chris. Um... But beep out our laughing because it's not funny. No, leave our laughing. Um, oh, the Sega Saturn had a darned impressive library in Japan. I feel like you said library. Library yeah. in Japan. I don't even remember the number, but I think it was something like 800 games. Whoa. And it barely had 9,200 here, if I remember right. I was right. about to say, I'm, I don't remember having a vast library here. No, it compared didn't. Compared to other systems, at least. It's Well, some of the games are expensive, but as far as the number of games, you could easily get a whole collection. Here in North America, but they're expensive. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah. one thing on a, on a side note. Saturn games, I believe, are getting more and more expensive. Yeah, now. they're getting kind of ridiculous. A lot of them. But yeah, the Sega Saturn worldwide has a pretty impressive library. But Sega killed it off really quick here in North America. There's a whole story behind that. But it was mildly successful, even pretty successful in Japan. I mean, it was not a failure. But it was still a failure worldwide because, I mean, North America is such a huge market. So it's kind of the retro bliss of gaming systems. Yeah. like It was hot for like a couple minutes, and it's still kind of important to some people, but overall yeah. it's a giant failure. But in the end, <laughs> it was overwrought and overpriced. Yeah. And way too... And way too what's the word where uh, something gets way too... Like it get, you know when... A, Gluttonous? What are you looking for? I'm trying to think of things that describe us and also kind of describe the Saturn. All right, you know what? I don't want to get gross here, but you know when a, a, a like something dies, it expands. Bloated. <laughs> That's the word. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, bloated. Okay, sure. Yeah, we're bloated. Uh, I don't know. I do love the Sega Saturn. It is so misunderstood. Um, That's probably because it doesn't talk. Exactly. You know, like, I th- I honestly feel like the Sega CD and especially the Sega 32X were just bad ideas. I think they were serious missteps by Sega. But what's weird is I love those two. <laughs> yes, but, I, but I'll admit I know, I know they're serious saying. missteps. I know what you're but saying. But the Saturn was a darn impressive piece of tech. But I would dare say those missteps were important to lead us down the road of where we get to. That's true. Yeah. But anyways, you know, the Saturn, long story short, kind of gets blamed for the failure of Sega and the failure of the Dreamcast. But it has a lot of very famous games on it, I think. It does, yeah. So we played another one instead called Bug. (laughs) So Bug was almost a launch game. It came out a few weeks after launch. 1995. um, If you're looking up the game, it's Bug! It was published by Sega, developed by Real Time Associates. And stick around for my Bliss Quiz to hear some other games they made. Oh, nice. Um, it was almost a launch title. And I think the thing that stands out here, um, I really did put some pretty fun history in my Bliss Quiz, so I don't want to repeat that. But I don't think... Yep, I'll save that. He's reading his notes. <laughs> it's pretty bad that I'm ruining my own opening by because of my Bliss Quiz. But it was a platformer, a 3D platformer. Right. In an era... Kind of. Yes, it's... 3D graphics, but you're confined to a path. You're you're confined. It will change planes, and it has. It's very much gives you a sense of 3D. uh, But to me, it's what other 3D games. If you don't have an analog controller, 
this is the way you should do 3D. It's as 3D as Crash Bandicoot is. Like, to me, it's truly a 3D platformer because there are areas where you're moving in a full 3D environment. I, Unlike, I, I, say, would, I would argue Crash is more 3D than this, just from a movement standpoint. But I kind of you know, see where you're going with this. Uh, this one, the only reason I'm even saying it maybe is... Maybe in parts, yeah. The only reason I'm saying it is this one kind of... It is 3D. I, I agree with you. It's 3D. But it's it keeps you on uh, like a plane. And you can change planes, which helps a lot. But that's kind of how it gives you your sense of 3D gameplay is that way. Yeah. It's not because you're actually can literally move anywhere you want to go on a map. It's not that. But it is. But just just to be clear, it is. It's, we can split hairs with this. But it is a fully 3D game. And that's what's important. Like, I think it do, it does keep you to a path. And that path changes directions. Right. But it is different from, say... It's 3D in luck. I'll agree with you there. Well, no. The point I'm trying to make is it actually is 3D. Cause, and I yeah. can't think of a game I'm trying to compare it to. But it's not just aping a 3D effect. Like Star Fox or something. Well, Star Fox is 3D. I would consider Star Fox more 3D than this. All right. I'm falling apart here. <laughs> it is a fully 3D game is what I'm saying. But they limit the amount you can explore by making the paths linear. But the path might be moving away from the screen or toward the screen um, or left and right. So you're confined, but it is a fully 3D game. And the only reason that even matters is because I think that is what made it actually a kind of popular game at the time it came out. Because this was pre-Mario 64. This this makes me sick. Uh, this came out a year before Bubsy 3D. Yeah. Mm. So that makes Bubsy 3D even more shameful to me. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so this this predated Mario 64 and Bubsy 3D, but what Johnny's saying is true. In reality, it doesn't feel as 3D yeah, I think as it's any kind of, of those yeah, games. Yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I'm not, it's, it's definitely 3D. I'm not saying it's a, not a 3D game, but when it yeah. comes to movement and feel, it, it definitely keeps you, it, it kind of holding your hand on where to go. Right. You can't really go anywhere else. I can't think of any games I was trying to, like Donkey Kong Country. The graphics almost look 3D-ish, but it's yeah. obviously not a 3D game. Right. This one is. It's polygons, is yes. all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, and I think the way they did it, though, is perfect when you have a D-pad and you don't have an analog. Yes. So that, to me, is was just a smart decision when we were making this game. Now, Trevor, the backstory of this game is, which is one I didn't understand, <laughs> is uh, we hadn't even talked about our history with this game. Let's get into that oh, real yeah. quick, because that kind of leads to where I was going with that. I... I knew of this game because I'd always see it in your collection. Yeah. But since it's a one-player game, I think I only ever really played it once with you. Like, we rarely ever played it when I was over. I mean, it's a one-player yeah. game, and that's probably why. It still amazes me in this era, of the early 3D era, whenever you came over, we just didn't play the one-player games, apparently. Because we played quite a few Saturn games together. Oh, yeah. We tore up Need for Speed and Daytona. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, what's the... Using my hands to make motions, rampage. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, all the time. yeah, for sure. See, a bug uh, is just a game that I've had for as long as I can remember, and I'm pulling up the case here just for uh, visual reference for us. But I've had it as long as I can remember, and it's going to get funny in a minute when I tell you about how far we made it. <laughs> but it's a game that I remember me and my brother played quite a bit. Despite being a one-player game, we just really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think I remember not feeling like it was a true classic. Like, I didn't feel like it took the place of having a legit Sonic game on the system. But I was still... I mean, it's a cutesy with attitude, mascotish platformer. 
that had, at the time, pretty cool graphics. I remember thinking the graphics were pretty cool. Like, I don't remember thinking this is going to change everything, like the first time I saw Mario 64. Right. But I remember thinking this was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the cover, I, I kind of always loved it and hate it. Bug has a very pronounced butt. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. And he, and he showed it off. Yes, he's an odd-looking character. But what kind of bug is he supposed to be? Do he has know? wings like a fly, but looks like he's got a green. Yeah, his tail is like a stinger. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I just that's the game I've always had. We never got rid of it. Um, and I remember playing it quite a bit, which is funny when we get into gameplay. Yeah, how much I remember playing this game and how little we actually accomplished. So the one but, thing I didn't realize is the. The background of this game, well, the setup of this game is that uh, you are a bug, but you're actually a movie star. Yeah. And each level or levels are like technically different films you're doing. So yeah. when the levels are changing, he actually changes sets. Yeah. And goes to a different set. That part I did not realize whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it. When you beat each level, kind of like Sonic has three stages. Um, and when you beat the third stage and complete a whole level or world, whatever you want to call it, you get a little CG cutscene. Thing is, we never saw these CG cutscenes <laughs> growing up. Because <laughs> apparently we never beat the third dang stage. Yeah. Which it, is really it, discouraging. No, it's... But I can understand it. Once we get into gameplay, I think we, we can explain why. Uh, but it's kind of a, a, a... Despite the fact that it it's linear in a way and how you can move... There's a lot of different paths to take. Yeah. And the I dare say, I dare say, and I know people hate it when I say this, this could almost be a maze game. I knew you'd say it. Because there's a beginning and you got to find the finish line. Yeah. There's certain paths you can take to get there. Uh, and there are dead ends. It's, it's, yeah. This might be the definition of a maze game. <laughs> I hate to yeah. But it's not like. <laughs> but it's not. But it's a good You're one. not going to get lost a lot, I don't think. It's no. just you went away, you didn't want to go. Which is frustrating, and it's good enough. And it's good enough to where, like, I want to explore other to see what's yeah. other places. So it's not it's not a bad thing. When I say that, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. No, no, I, yeah, we overuse the term maze game, but I can't disagree. Yeah, but yeah. So my history was I never thought when we covered Adventure Island, it's almost the exact same thing. I never thought it was the best game ever, but I always enjoyed playing it, and I remember we pulled it out a lot. Thank you for not saying that's what she said. I really um, wanted to. I know. I know. <laughs> Let's just get into the music because I think that's the least interesting thing to discuss with this game. So what you're saying is bug. Let's get into it. Uh, also, disclaimer, there is a bug too. And we also kind of de- we what would you say we we did play it but we didn't play it we didn't we didn't all right so here's the thing with Bug Two Trevor has it I have awesome memories of Bug Two because it was on a demo disc yeah and I played the first whatever level lets you play in the demo disc it's in a graveyard it's, I think it's the first level I played that level over and over again on the demo disc and finally recently I got a copy of the game and so we tried it out yeah. Um, I don't think it was enough to review it, but I will no, it compare wasn't. it a little bit I, later. I, I, we will not be able to help but compare it, I feel. Yeah. And the music is yeah. probably the area we compare it the most. Oh, yeah. So so just know that going ahead. 
I kind of doubt we'll ever have an episode just about Bug 2. Yeah. So we are going to talk about it in this. If you're just a giant Bug fan and you need us to talk about Bug 2, yeah. we are going to discuss it. It's going to get compared, but I don't feel we played it enough to technically review it on its own. Uh, so this is just filler. Uh, this is music. Let's get into it, Trevor. It's To me, that is this game's weakness. This music in this game is beyond for it's not bad it is not yeah. bad i've definitely heard way worse music but i cannot think of music that's more forgettable than the music that's in this game yeah i just remember thinking the whole time it was well like uh the instrumentation the synthesizers or synthesizers or whatever they used yeah sound pretty realistic sounds pretty good um but it could just use more energy yeah the the first level has more energy than any of the other ones as far as the music oh yeah for sure 100 percent. kind of a shame uh, but it's really it really highlights this when you put Bug Two in yeah. because the music in Bug Two and I'm not even kidding when I say this is phenomenal. It's just uh, yeah, it's a blast. It's like uh, yeah. nonstop energy. Uh, the graveyard level where you start out is just such cool. That's music. some of the best game music I've heard in a while. I'm not I'm, yeah. not, I'm not just saying that. It's seriously cool. Um, from what I can tell, the same guy whose name I can't remember. I think made the music for both games. I might I f- be wrong. About I feel like that. you said. I know you looked it up. Yeah. I feel like you said that. And if that's true, like holy cow, he phoned it in for the first one and really brought it yeah. all out for the second one. In yeah. my opinion. So you go check out some music from Bug Two, and that's T O O exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, because why not? Yeah. Um, at, at the very yeah. least, to give the graveyard music a listen to. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of different music in it's very good, but that graveyard music really stands out. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. But the original Bug. Honestly, the music, I, ca- I can't even remember the music to the first stage. And it's the most memorable. Same. So, that's unfortunate. It's never bad. It's just kind of there. So, let's also talk about the sounds in the game. That's almost more relevant. Yeah. There is <laughs> voice acting in this. Bug, ha- Bug says things from time to time. Mm-hmm. He is not as annoying as, as Bubsy. I'll say that. However, I do think... That they could have done a better job, <laughs> but maybe they're just. Work- I don't know. He's he's borderline annoying without going yeah. above annoying. He's trying to be edgy, like Sonic. Yeah, but he comes off like something between Sonic and Bubsy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but he's nowhere near as annoying as Bubsy. Correct, but he's not as cool as Sonic. Um, I mean, he's a green bug with a big butt. <laughs> it's hard to think of him as too. Well, Sonic's a blue hedgehog, so I guess it just yeah. depends how you do it. I never, I think honestly, the game needed the voice work because at least as a kid or a teenager when I was playing the game, it added to the charm a little bit. Well, it does also add to the fact, I mean, he's an actor, you know. That's true, yeah. So it kind of adds to the, the overall feel of the game and I get it. I mean, I understand it and I think it was needed, but there are times, but I guarantee if I heard that again and again and again, I would hate oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't love the voice acting. You know, it's funny, I was reading that original critics actually gave the game favorable reviews. They praised the graphics and the music, but criticized the voice work. <laughs> really? Which is Man, interesting. How times change. Yeah. Because I guess the voice work was dated at the time, but now it's almost charming in its annoyingness. Because, I mean, we are the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. Exactly. So yeah. we're basically the EGM of our time. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Eating. Gaming. Great. 
Oh, meals. I thought you were just, you just gonna like use the three oh, things. Oh yeah, got. eating, eating gaming, gaming, gaming. Oh my goodness, <laughs> eating, gaming. You need to sleep. Motionless. There you go. There we go. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. I'm so tired to have to sit down here. This is what it is. This makes great podcasting. It does. I love it. So yeah, the music to me is middle of the road or even slightly under. Yeah. The voice work doesn't really change my opinion, but it's agreed. Odd. <laughs> All right. So what do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about the graphics. Graphics. Let's get into it. This is really hard to judge today because I do remember thinking it was pretty impressive looking. We're getting into those era, in those era of games in which I mean, we we this was the same issue with the PlayStation. Yeah, that it was going for more realistic things with the Medal of Honor, obviously. Yeah, uh, but when you get into games that were 3D and kind of capable of 3D, yeah. early 3D games compared to what we have now, they're kind of harsh to look at yeah. in a way. So I, it kind of helps, in my opinion, when it comes to this game graphically, that it does have a sense of a, a style to it, mm-hmm. to the graphics. It's not remotely realistic. It's very cartoony. Yeah. And to me, that really helps this quite a lot to not be near as harsh on the eyes today. Yeah. The, it is kind of hard to believe this game, what predated the PlayStation, you know, it predated pretty much any other 3D platformer, I guess anyone I'd ever played. I'm trying to think what ones would have been sooner. Not many. Very few. It's one of the first. Um, and I think it has some effects to it that were kind of cool. Like when you walk up walls, the camera angel changes to to like go above his head. Yeah. Um, the oops, <laughs> bug himself feels like he has a lot of animation. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is kind of his gameplay, but it's also graphics. The levels have a lot of repetition. Yes, they do. And yeah. that, that hurts the graphics for me. Like, once you get used to uh, the aesthetic, like how the level... Like, when you go from a desert level to an ice level, yeah. in your eyes, it's really just more of a color swap than anything. Yeah. Which is kind of what this game does. It's a color swap and an enemy swap, basically. Yeah. I, I almost think, having grown up, only ever made it to the third level almost helped the game a little bit because we'll get into this as a gameplay, but through certain means we've managed to see a lot of levels. Yeah. And um you start by our rock, sheer talent. By our sheer talent. <laughs> so we started to see how much they repeat. Like the desert level and the ice level felt really similar to the sort of grassy area you start out in. Don't get me wrong, the level designs are different. But basically um if you can imagine uh, in Mario 64, or most of the 3D Mario games, when he goes into like the special zones where he's just running on platforms, but there's really not a background. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how this whole game is. The platforms are just floating in space. Like, he's not running yeah. around like on a planet. It's just platforms floating in space. Yeah. Yes. So there's limited background detail, really. Yeah. But, uh, which, I think for the time, for what they could do, that's still impressive. Yeah. That's the other thing. You got to kind of take a snapshot of when this came out uh, to kind of realize how kind of neat it was. Yes. In my opinion. Uh, but compared to today, it's, you know, I mean, it's not even fair. But compared to Bubsy 3D a year later, oh, it just looks head and shoulders so better. much better. Yeah. yeah. Head and shoulders better. It really than. does. So the graphics are super aged, but I think... 
they were simple enough that they're not hard to look at now. Let's also be fair. Bug two doesn't it does a little better job, like the graveyard yeah. level, for I example. Think it ups the personality. It does, but it's still kind of the basic same deal. Yeah, it plays very similar. Yeah, the levels uh, are set they out just very they just do a better job of adding little extra details to make them yeah. feel like the graveyard level. For example, they had like little. You know, headstones and stuff yeah. in there. So it makes it feel a little more like it. Yeah. Gives it more of a theming to it, which mm-hmm. helps quite a lot. And graphically, they try to do little things. Like when we played the water level, it definitely was a little more interesting. Yeah. You're not really underwater, but it, it's it's laid out a little different. I think graphically, the worst you can say about it is it's just repetitive and maybe a little boring. But it doesn't look bad like a lot of 3D games from this era. Yeah. It, like, just, it just looks meh. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It gets a little old monotonous, but it doesn't actually look bad. Yeah, I think this game, if you just played it for the three levels you played it as a kid, you'd be like, oh, this looks pretty good. Yeah. And then when you get past that and you realize kind of what it is, then you'd be like, huh. Which is pretty much any relationship I've ever been in. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of three levels, that... And it's always me, by the way. It's not the other... It's oh, not yeah, the, it's absolutely. Not the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of dislike that they did the whole Sonic thing where you have three identical stages. Well, yeah. They're not identical. Like, you got three in the desert, and you got three in the ice. And then and you, you have got... little boss battles. Yeah, I feel like as long as these levels are, graphically speaking, it would have shaken it up if you didn't have to do three back-to-back that were the same aesthetic. And I will say the boss designs, the few that we saw, were pretty fun. They were interesting, for sure, yeah. yeah. So, and I want to give it some points for that. Oh, yeah. The first, here's when I knew... My jaw dropped because I realized we never beat the third level in the game. When you saw the boss. <laughs> because the boss was a giant slug with six shooters and a cowboy hat. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, there's no way I would forget this. <laughs> we never made it to the boss in the first dang level. Would you, which doesn't make any sense because the whole level didn't feel like a western level. No. No, it was kind, it kind of, of came on really. way. But, but I mean, I loved it. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but uh, it didn't make sense. Uh, so, yeah. So that's kind of how it is graphically. Bug 2 is just... To me, slightly better, and it's yeah. purely because they knew how to add more stuff to give it more yeah. feel. They gave it more charm and personality without yeah. changing that overall structure. Yeah, and they added a couple other characters, and their yeah. designs are fun. Yeah. All right, Trevor, uh, that leaves us with gameplay. Um, we pretty much talked about it. But I think it was such a smart decision uh, confining you to a set path. Because look at the mess that is Bubsy 3D. Or Croc, Legend of the Gobos, or however you say it. It was another early 3D platformer, which wasn't Mario 64. That just was almost frustrating to play without a true analog stick. And so I think it was such a smart decision. And Crash Bandicoot basically did the same thing later. To confine you to a path. Yes. Um, I agree. I think yeah. I think that was just smart. I mean, even though by today's standards, it's it's, it's kind of confining. Yeah. But at the same time, I understood why they did it. Uh, also, though, and just I just want to get the negative out of the way real quick. Yeah. This game and this pun is one hundred percent intended. Can be buggy. <laughs> I was gonna say I never experienced that before, but also I never made it to the first boss before. Yeah. But we couldn't finish the first boss because. He just wouldn't take any damage, and he just stood there. <laughs> so here's the thing. We were playing on my Sega Saturn on a tube TV, my original game disc. 
The only thing is, I have a it's an action replay, which is sort of like a game genie for the Sega Saturn. Um, so I do wonder if that did it. I don't know. And we were using that. We were using level skip code. But there was a time where I, I somehow fell off the map, yeah. even though I didn't fall off the yeah, map. Yeah, you fell through the map. I think that was yeah. a legit bug. The ball's not working right. I wonder. Yeah, that I, I, I want to make it back there legit so I can know. Yeah. But here's the thing about gameplay. And this, I hate to say it, but this is the defining feature today in today's day and age when we don't have unlimited time to sit around and play a game. Yeah, I it's know the same going. thing that yeah. the Sonic games do that honestly make those games not quite as replayable as like the Mario games today. And that is you have to beat the whole thing in one sitting or leave your system on for hours at a time. In all fairness, though, some of those early Mario games are the same way. That's true. The originals were before the 16-bit yeah. era. But they also, if if you know, you can kind of skip through levels and yeah. you can actually warp through levels in Mario. And I don't remember if Sonic even... Kind of has a thing well, like that. and Sonic was sort of in that transition period, too, to be yeah. fair. When this game came out in 95, I really thought there should have been a save feature, at least a password feature. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, though. Uh, there is a lot of game here. 18 levels, and they're very long levels. Yeah, they're not small, not at all. So I'm going to agree with you that definitely needed a save. Another thing that impressed, I will say a thing that impressed me, mm-hmm. though, uh, is... The load times in this game are very minimal. They are for how big the levels are. Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting a lot because I remember when I got a PlayStation, and I, I loved my PlayStation. Don't get me wrong, but those yeah. load times, some of them were <laughs> seemed like forever. Not to be a fanboy, but I'm pretty sure one of the things about the Saturn is it could load games faster than the PlayStation. It seemed like, it. or say the way around. Which way is it? Uh, I'm just gonna look really stupid, probably. I'm gonna say right. the Saturn was faster. It felt like, just going by bug, it <laughs> definitely bug. was. Going by bug, Saturn exclusive. Like, the only time I even really noticed loading uh, was when it was loading the boss battle, and it wasn't super long. Yeah. But yeah, the unfortunately, the gameplay is solid. It really is. But yeah. it's not interesting enough to play it for 18 long levels without saving and turning the game off. So here's the deal. Your bug... And you can jump on your enemies to, to yep. defeat them. That's one way, just like Mario or most of your other platformers. Uh, also, you can collect things to get a zap. Yep. Uh, which will zap uh, the bad guys, which is, comes in handy. Uh, also, some things will give you a sp- kind of a spit thing, I guess yes. is what it is. Spit, yeah. And you can spit at your enemies, kind of like a, you're shooting them technically. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so those are your three ways you can of attacking. But the zap and the spit are minimal, and you got to collect those ammo, I believe. Yeah. But you can jump on enemies all day long. Yeah, and some of the enemies are really frustrating. Yeah. As usual, it's the flying enemies. Yes, the bees. The bees come at you, and sometimes they're just overwhelming. Yeah. And Bug can take quite a few hits. He has this can of Bug Juice, and that's his hit meter. Yeah. But it'll run out quick if you're not careful. In fact, I would say there's actually not a ton... Maybe more in later levels. There's not a ton of legit platforming. It's more beating up enemies and getting killed by enemies. Yeah, that was the buzz about the game years ago, even. Yeah. I just wanted, yep. I just wanted to say that. Oh, man. And you're the dad, and I'm making the jokes. People thought it was pretty fly back in the day. That was even that worse. That was horrible. Yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you just got to make it through a level. Technically, all you have to do is find the exit and leave. But if you collect 100 gems in a level, uh, and you do it in all three stages in a level you get to do honestly it looks like panzer dragoon it's a dragonfly mini game where you're flying oh, yeah, like dragonfly. I about, yeah i forgot about that you're yeah. flying through rings 
Um, kind of like Superman 64. Yep. It wasn't terribly interesting. <laughs> but they did it better than Superman 64. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't terribly interesting, but it really did remind me of yeah. Panzer Dragoon, the look of it. Um, also, there's another mini game you can access by... Uh, getting the coins to the spider. Yes, you collect coins and give them to the daddy yeah. long legs. Yeah. Um, that, so that's all the gems are for. I always thought they gave you a life when you get 100, but you have to beat all three levels in a stage or whatever. With a hundred of these gems in each level, and you get a bonus level. There are lives you can collect. There's bug juice, which is your health. That's really the thing you want to get for sure. There's hearts that give you just a little bit of yeah. health. I mean, just like any platformers, all kinds of little collectible things. Nothing mind blowing as far as collectibles, right? And it doesn't go overboard with the collectibles, which I appreciate. But I kind of like that the way you get the bonus levels is gives you a reason to explore a little bit. Yeah, to get those gems. Um. But from what we experienced, it's fairly easy to get 100 in yeah, each level. Because there's, there's so many of them out there. But the main thing is 18 levels. And these, I, I can't stress enough, these are long levels. Like, I would say longer than Crash Bandicoot. Or, oh, yeah. and those It's like as long, long as the long Crash Bandicoot levels. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, also, yeah. Uh, just quickly, the very little, and I can't stress how little we played, a bug two. Kind of a similar deal when it comes to yeah. actual gameplay-wise. It just feels a little better. And the three characters are cool. Yeah. And it looks a little better. The music's way better. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's really identical. But yeah, gameplay-wise, it's kind of like the graphics. I see why we enjoyed it as much as we did. My biggest knock against it is it is just really repetitive today. And the main thing against it is it just needs a simple password feature to continue where you left off. Or a save feature. Yeah. But to be fair, there's a level skip code. So technically... And you could enter the level skip code. And it's really easy and just to go do. up to the level you made it to. Yeah. So well, I guess it's not so I mean, bad. we could put it in easily, so it's, yeah. it's easily done. So uh, that, that saves it a little bit. A little bit. But I agree with you. The biggest sin of this game is that you like, you need to beat it all in one sitting, and that's... Who has the time? <laughs> you really... I mean, I, I hate to harp on it, I really wonder what they were thinking with games like this. They created a ton of content. I dare Which say... Which is awesome. It is. Yeah. I dare say four or five hours as quick as you could beat this game. Is anyone really going to play it for four or five hours in one sitting? It's just not the kind of game you can play for that long at one time, I don't think. I agree. So I'm just surprised it's so long without any kind of save. Yeah. But Well, Trevor, anything else before we get into our final scores? I don't think so. All right. So here are our final scores. scores. I really don't care who goes first. I think I know what I'm going to give it. I'm very curious what you're going to give it because you have more of a history with the game than I yeah. do. So I'm very curious what your score is. Well, I'll go first. and I'm worried I'm being a little too harsh because nostalgia can work weird for me. Um, I think I just said it. It's, it's a very solid game. I think it still works because of the perspective they did where you're moving up, down, left, and right, but not really in a full 3D space. I think it still holds up. Honestly, I'm kind of interested in going back and playing it again without using the level skip code, just to see how far I can make it. But the thing is, that's going to hold it back, is it's so monotonous that the fact that you just have to beat it all in one sitting kind of hurts it. Because Sonic, the Sonic games, even the first one, really changed it up a lot more than this one does. So it's almost forgivable that 
you can't save your progress. Um, I think that's going to stop me from ever beating it legit, unfortunately. But it is, to me, it's it's a game that I think deserved the attention it got at the time. But it was never a truly great game, and it has aged a lot. But I, I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a little bit above average. I still think it stands above most 3D platformers from this era. Honestly, when Mario 64 came out, I feel like other game developers just had to say, shoot, why even try now? Because it is above this in so many areas. But, separating it from that game, I still think it's above average. I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Because um, I think it's that represents a solid game that has merit and value. But monotony is just the word I would use to describe the negatives for this game. A hundred percent agree. Everything you said, I honestly, this may be the most agreeable we are ever. Oh wow! <laughs> so, Bug would bring us together. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, everything you said, hundred percent behind you on it. Uh, monotonous is the greatest way to describe this game when it comes to the negatives, for sure. Hundred percent. All the positives you said, I agree with as well. Though, I I was going to say six too. So let's wow. give it. We're both giving it sixes. I think it's it's above average for sure. But it's just barely above, and it's really hurt by two things, by the monotony of it and by the fact that we played Bug 2, and just the music was just head and shoulders better. That really, for me, like just astounded me. (laughs) I'll go and say, because we're probably never going to play it, if Bug 2 keeps the general quality it seemed to have, if this game's a 6, to me, Bug 2 is a a 6.5. Maybe pushing a seven, Yeah, uh, if it has a save feature, because I think it does. I'm going to agree with you 100%. Um, So, yeah. So yeah, this so Retro Blitz approved. Retro Blitz approved, and I think it deserves to be. How much does this game cost? It does go for the $30 range, which for, unfortunately for a Sega Saturn game is is not an expensive Sega Saturn game. But it's also not dirt cheap. So if you have zero nostalgia for it, I don't know if I can say it's worth 30 bucks, Or even listen to this episode about it. Yeah, really. <laughs> but We really limited our audience for a comeback episode. Yes, what a comeback. <laughs> yeah. We follow up on the worst games of all time with a game just nobody knows about. Yeah, that's what we do here. But a retro bliss. I think it's worth seeking out, but just know that we're giving it a 6 out of 10. It's not like an all-time classic. I think if you're trying to get a decent Saturn collection going, this yeah. is a fun one to have, in my opinion. So yeah. I would suggest it for that. But if you just want to just kind of check it out, honestly, just watch a video on YouTube about yeah. it, and you'll be just as fine, I feel. Yeah. I mean, that's... No, I'm trying to diss it or anything, but 30 bucks is a lot for this game. Yeah. All right, so that was our review of Bug! That has exclamation That's point. true, it does, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what we do next. Is it... Commercial or fan feedback? Which one do we want to do? Let's, do, let's discuss this on the air. Let's roll a commercial. Commercial! <gasps> roll it! Who gives you raging arcade gameplay? Who gives you the most authentic sports games? Sega! Who gives you a game that lets you fly? Sega! And who gives you access to the internet on your TV? Sega! Play games, surf the net, only on Sega Saturn. Sega! Reload! Reload! All right, Johnny. Uh, yes, Trevor? On our Patreon page, um, because it's just... Donating us on Patreon is like the most thankless thing ever. Before you get into this, do you sure. want to do our actual fan feedback first? 
about the game itself? Well, there's just not much about this. Is why I was going to do it first. Oh. Oh, let's do our fan feedback. Oh, actually, that's what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Say it with me. We were really out of practice. Wow, this is terrible. Fan, fan feedback. feedback. take a while you want to pull up the facebook yeah i got it so we decided we were covering bug i'm gonna say it's close to a month ago easily oh wow but i've really not been posted on instagram so it's still easy to find (laughs) because i've only made a few posts ever since uh ever since uh our actual fans were posting yeah uh they had to get jobs and stuff i guess we can't do everything obviously so if you go to instagram and follow retro bliss uh despite the baby slowing me down and just the fact that i've not posted um, I'm going to start posting again. And I asked you uh, if you had any opinions on Bug. And Sonic Fanatic 79 said, Yeah, remember when Sega Comp... Sorry, I... What, what's that happening? is really hard to read. <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase, basically. Sega as a company was trying to come up with mascots, and Wild Woody was one of the failed mascots for the Sega CD. And that was pretty funny times. Um... And he said he don't. He didn't realize how hard Sega was trying back then. And it's true, you know they really tried hard with their to create a mascot. Uh, Michael Wavett said played it when it was new back in the day, liked it and thought it was a pretty good little game. Looked pretty good for the time too. Pretty good, despite being like the most generic way to describe something, is really accurate with this game. I think so in every category. Yeah. The game collector 007 said it's enjoyable for sure. It has charm. It does. It's not charmless. It's not as charming as Bug 2, but I think it has charm to it. Yep. Johnny, what do we have on Facebook? If you go to Facebook, find Retro Bliss there. Join the ever-growing community of Retro Blisters. And you, too, can be one of these people who <laughs> comments about these games that we play and, and review. Things interest and excitement like we're doing right now. That's right. Here we go. Uh, Nicola Hattis. I hope I'm saying his name right. I never understood Bug! This bonus stage. Trying to compete with Sonic in a race that you had to travel up inside a shower head to get to? Is that what you're kind of doing in it? Maybe. It is a shower head. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That's the end of the level. Dante Williams said, This was one I was always aware of, but never really had any experience with it. Looking forward to the episode. Sorry that we disappointed you, Dante. I mean, mean, they haven't heard it yet, but they're going to be disappointed. Michael Thapasson said, I remember playing this in the department store. Back when department stores had games available to play, I remember the additional access, depth, as well as left and right. It seems so revolutionary. I guess it was a big deal right before Mario 64. I think it's... Yeah. I think that's what helped it a lot. It came out before Mario 64 kind of changed things. You know, I'm right. This game was a bigger deal than I was thinking, I guess, to people. Yeah. I thought I was the only one that had it. Timmy Mac said, I like this game. One of the few I have for my Saturn. Nothing stellar, but fun for a quick play. That means he's never beat it either. <laughs> yeah. Quick play. Aaron Hickman. I've never heard of him, but I think he's on some podcast that we'll get to later. Yeah. We have words. <laughs> I forgot what the words are, but I'm taking your word for it. Played it first on... I'm going to make them up. Okay. There. Played it first on PC, of all things. It's all right. Not super remarkable outside of the unique 
perspective. I think it's fair. <laughs> it did get ported to the PC, but it was a Saturn exclusive yeah. originally. Andrew Cohen said, I like this game. It was only a rental for me, but I like how it was a 3D platformer. But with tightly designed stages rather than an open world, pseudo open world around it. I remember the level transitions showed him on a movie set <laughs> and thinking that was weird, but kind of rad at the same time. Pretty impressive overall for how early it was in 3D gaming. Hope you guys don't uh, lambaste it because I have fond memories. Trevor has fond memories of it too, so don't yeah. you worry. Stay positive, listeners. Live the life you love, not the life you live. And that's it. That's all we had. Okay. Well, as I was saying, donating to, donating to us on Patreon is a thankless activity and frustration. Yeah. But besides having access to all our bonus episodes, and we're still promising one a month, even if we're slow, we'll release two the next month if we have to. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make it up somehow. Yep. And um, <laughs> that that food we feed ourselves is not going to feed 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 ourselves. Yep. Is that never mind? Yeah. By the way, if you're, if you're a patron, um, or if you want to be a patron for a buck a month, we recently released an hour long <laughs> Patreon only episode in which we were way more passionate about any game we've ever covered. Yes, and this was about fast food. <laughs> we ranked all the fast food restaurants. We put them in tiers. Yeah. So if you want to hear what we think about fast food restaurants, just donate a dollar, and there you go. I think it was a fun time, but also gave this month. Uh, patrons a chance to <laughs> answer a really dumb question. How do you want to explain this? Basically, I'm just going to try to evolve the patrons more. And this month, if you enjoyed our opening skit, you can thank Michael Thompson. Don't do that to him. That's not fair. He gave us a great idea. <laughs> he came we... up with the original idea and we ruined it. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That's much better. But uh, I want to give him credit for the original direction. <laughs> no, um, I don't even want to do that to him. <laughs> no, I, it's he had fair. nothing to do with it. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. You do a lot for us. You're very, you've yeah. always been very awesome, so I don't want I don't want to put that on. But if you're a patron, expect us to be calling on you just at random times, maybe for something like that, or since that crash and burn, maybe something else. <laughs> yes. Basically, anything that doesn't cost us money or much extra time. Yeah. <laughs> but, or effort or skill. Yes. So I think I was half asleep when I topped this because it was a really dumb <laughs> you question. Definitely were. I basically asked our patrons. What's your favorite game that features bugs in a major way? <laughs> and thankfully, stupid no one answered my stupid question. Instead, they answered a different question. Which is a better question. Yes. Instead, they answered, what are your favorite bugs in games? Which is a better question. Yeah. So Michael Thompson said his favorite bug was the head crab from Half-Life. I still love that you asked that tough question. <laughs> Like, why would I even ask that? Like, who cares? Yeah, nobody gives a fly. <laughs> nobody gives a fly and crap. <laughs> what a terrible way to try to make patrons feel like they're valued. <laughs> clearly, clearly, any patrons we still have are just donating because they care about the show. If they're paid attention. Not because of the crap we give them. Yeah, I mean, even the questions when we're, te- quote unquote, trying to involve them. Yeah. Are, are it's just work. We don't even put effort into those. <laughs> it's just asking them to do work for no reason. We're, I promise you, we're the one podcast that that goes out of its way to do no effort in anything. Oh, but we're honest about it. Yep. But yeah, so Michael Thompson likes the face huggers. He says they're similar to the alien face hugger. Sorry, he likes the head crab, oh. which from Half Life. Gotcha. Um, they would. If you didn't kill them quick enough, they would jump on the human host's bodies. Yeah, I remember. Became zombies and attacked you. 
Half-Life was amazing. Half-Life 2 was just an amazing game, especially. I agree. Yep. Amazing. Um, then he gave a link talking about the head crabs. Daniel Chavez said the spider ants in the Borderlands series were always fun. They are answering your question. What are you talking about? Both of those answered your question. They're talking about bugs in games. My question was, what were your favorite games that involved bugs? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> They're answering the question better than what I asked as well. I, I don't even understand what you're... My question was okay. like, bug All right, this or... is on me. This is on me. I thought when you were telling me this, because here's I didn't look at our Patreon. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant that they answered about... Like, you know, bugs, like somebody falling through the map. Oh, <laughs> that'd be even better. Yes. Yeah, no. I asked about their favorite games with bugs. Yes, Instead, this... they just tell me their favorite bugs in games. Yeah, this whole thing is stupid. Oh, you know what? What? That's a good point. <laughs> they probably would have taken it that way if I didn't put a picture of snails. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyways. Andrew Coed said, I'm going to go with the giant tarantulas in Resident Evil on PS1. Honorable mention to the spider. The game Spider on PS1. That's a game I always wanted to play. Do you remember I, that? Yeah. He had like a cannon for an arm or a machine gun or something. Also, I dare you to find one podcast <laughs> that's more awful than us. You can't. <laughs> yeah, but I'm... That gives less effort. I'm going to go ahead and just say that's it for the patron comments. Is there not another one? No. Is it really not? I'm not no. I don't really need to crap on it. It's no. It's fun. Andrew Cohen also said, I wasn't going to read this whole thing. I'm as bad as you. He said, also the giant insects from Earth Defense Force games. I never played. I've heard, obviously heard of them. He said they're largely this. broken, but fun games. I guess. All right. So Trevor, instead of asking about favorite bugs or anything to do with bugs, I decided that since it'd been a month <laughs> since we've done anything, I would let our our people, our peeps, our blisters, our blessed blisters, uh, ask us any kind of question. They didn't have to be about video games mm. or anything. And surprisingly, we did get some. Well, I'm half asleep, so I'm going to be super honest. <laughs> Here we go. Rich VD, he's got a big question for us both. Oh, by the way, follow us on Facebook. You can get involved with these posts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but we promise you, there would be very little effort on area. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the first time you post anything since I think we did the last episode. Oh, yeah. I'm the you biggest... did not pick up my slack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest culprit, for sure. <laughs> I'm an awful person. Oh, here we go. That's terrible. Rich VD said, well, we got to choose between the two. Okay. Carolina barbecue. Or Texas barbecue? I already know your answer because I don't know if you've even had Texas barbecue, have you? So, not to offend Rich VD, but I don't know if I have. Well, he's not from Texas anyways, I don't think. Anyways, I'm going to Carolina barbecue because I like the tangy barbecue. But I don't know what Texas barbecue is. Like, I don't know the difference, I mean. There's different, like, different areas have different kinds of barbecue. I know Memphis kind of has its yeah. own. Uh, you know, and there's other places, too. Obviously, we we were born and we live in North Carolina, so that's yeah. kind of what we kind of tend to. Uh, personally, I don't. Remember, I think I had Texas barbecue once. I've been to Texas one time, huh? And I remember I liked it, but I I kind of like barbecue in general. The, yeah, I think that just the slightly tangy barbecue is my favorite. I'm pretty sure that would be Carolina barbecue. Yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, dang it! I hit a button because somebody said something. Give me a second. Quit surfing on Facebook. I'm not trying to surf. I'm trying to get to the original post again. Here we, we go. Listeners. Right. Andrew Cohen. All right. He's got a couple questions for us. Cinnamon rolls or chocolate cake? You can only choose one. This is easy for me. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls all day long. Assuming you're talking about like Cinnabon or something really good like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cinnamon roll could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, cinnamon rolls all day long. I am not a... I, I don't hate chocolate. But I don't like chocolate cake. I really have yeah. never liked chocolate cake. So I always said that I didn't like chocolate cake. 
But then I had really good moist German chocolate cake with that coconut cream icing. Oh, man, it's so good. Still Next, cinnamon rolls, though. And he also, uh, I don't know if you watched the trailer. I did watch this because they sent a link for it. Oh. A new game called Rad, R-A-D. Oh, I didn't watch it. It's It looks pretty cool. I got it. I think it looks hmm. cool. Uh, side note, what game was it? That, oh, Battletoads? Mm-hmm. The trailer for it, me and you both thought it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the comments on the YouTube video, <laughs> and I lost all faith in humanity. <laughs> People just complain too much. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, Keith Jones. He's got a couple of questions for us. Is there any chance you'll do a weekly NBA Jam podcast? I've been pushing for this, and Trevor refuses. <laughs> a weekly NBA Jam podcast? Yeah, every week we'll do an NBA Jam podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. We'll, uh, we'll have little tournaments every week. All right, do you guys ever do or watch any speed running? I we never do it. I can no, tell you that we're terrible. I've seen a few for sure. I watch some, but I don't spend a lot of time watching it because I feel like it almost takes away from the game for me. Yeah, like, I don't want to see the whole game over and over. The only time I ever will watch one if it's a game that I know very well that I've played a lot myself that I've explored. Every- see, yeah. me and you both are kind of this way. We like to see every inch of a game. Yeah, and really check out what things we can collect, or things mm-hmm. we can explore and see. So a speed run is never something I think is fun. Yeah, for me, uh, but like a game like Mario, after a, you know, uh, like Mario Three, for example, I pretty much know most of Mario Three. Yeah, so I will watch a speed run of that, you know, just mm-hmm. because I know it. But if it's a game that I don't know very well, I would rather just kind of experience it as I'm playing. Yeah. It. Uh, what is your favorite Mario Kart? Well, I mean, I hate to... Luigi's. What? <laughs> oh, Luigi's Kart. <laughs> I thought I misunderstood the question for a second. <laughs> like, no, you you were understanding right. Okay, I decided to be an idiot. Um, I hate to do this because we're a retro game podcast, but honestly, it's Mario Kart Eight all day long. Eight Deluxe on Switch, you can't beat it's it. It's incredible. It's got everything from any Mario Kart ever. Tons of battle levels, amazing tracks from the whole series. Yeah, it's amazing. And then he says, it looks like a Pixar movie. And he says, can you look at my photo? And it's just pictures of NBA Jam. And I think it's pretty sweet. I love NBA Jam. I have so no issues with that. NBA winning, Jam's awesome. He's winning me over. Uh, have, any of, <laughs> have any of the sponsors actually sponsored you? Uh, the Vegemite one actually sounded true. <sighs> we never did anything else with that, did we? Nope. We probably just let people think it was true. Oh, we probably did. We just, I mean, it was true. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We've really been sponsored by McDonald's. We've really yeah. been sponsored by Vegemite. McDonald's paid us millions of dollars. It's ridiculous how much it. money they... We blew it all. Oh, it's all been gone. We blew yeah. it all on McDonald's food, ironically. And yeah. we didn't feel good afterwards. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say this. We've never actually had a legit sponsor, no. <laughs> They've all been fake. <laughs> all of them. We beg for sponsors. Yeah. And they say repeatedly... Who are you? <laughs> they see our follow through, and yeah, I mean, you're our sponsors, you the listeners. I like that. So yeah, and, and to be fair, you see how little effort we put into things. Yes, <laughs> we'll do better. Will we? No. And he also says, "Hey, bud." Wait, who was all that, anyways? No, that was Keith Jones. Oh, Keith Jones. Thanks, Keith. Right. Timmy Mac, what E3? Because E3 is going on now, right? Or is it about to? Yeah, go on? It's, it's still going on. Yeah. E3 announcement or what? God mighty. <laughs> what E3 announcement are you most excited for? That was my question, or his question. So I'm going to take that as what E3 announcement that I've heard am I now most excited about. Yes. Um, Just to be clear, I've not watched all of any of the presentations. I have an answer. Sony's not even at E3 this year. Nope. Um, but I, I have an answer to you. You can go first. Okay, so I actually have been paying attention to this. There's a couple... Uh, Halo, obviously the new Halo. I'm always going to be excited for that. 
Which is on the new next Xbox, right? Yes. Uh, Xbox, honestly, to me, did a great job of this E3. They really did some awesome stuff. But, you know, they kind of developed the ball since Sony decided not to be there. Yeah. Nintendo always goes their own way, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so there's two things I was excited for. Uh, well, actually, three. But one of them's happening soon, and you shared that with us, is that Lego is coming to Forza. Yeah. <laughs> Forza Horizon. That's amazing. That is Can't cool. wait. Uh, also... Halo, like I said, very excited for that. And Luigi's Mansion. Mm. Man, I told you, I still don't have a Switch. Uh, we can have a Patreon for all our Patreons buying me a Switch. That'd be fantastic. There's a lot of games I need. I'm going to need about, what, three grand to get everything I want for? Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, without having seen everything, I'll do a top three. I'll start at three. Would probably be the Lego Hor- Horza. <laughs> you say Horza? The Horza. Let's try again. Beat that out. Beat that out, Chris. <laughs> Lego coming to Forza Horizon is something I never thought I wanted, yeah. but I'm a huge Lego fan. And we both are. It looks like they're doing it right. It's really cool again. It really reminds me of how awesome they did the Hot Wheels thing before. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it, because they did fantastic with the Hot Wheels. And I'm going to go number two is Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a funny statement. I'm going to go number I'm two. I'm going to go number two in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, it, just, it looks super cool. Um... And number one for me is actually, and I didn't expect this, despite being a Zelda fan, but uh, Link's Awakening remake on Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, I do want to play I that. I love too. the way it looks. I love its look as well. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, they announced a whole sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is exciting. But for now, I'm more excited about the Link's Awakening. Hmm. Um, is it the Breath of Captivity? <laughs> I don't know if they gave it a name. They just said they a Breath of the Wild sequels in the works. All right, next, Christopher Kellogg has some questions for us. Number one question, how's being a dad? Obviously, this question's for me. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, haven't seen my child in years. <laughs> Johnny's neglectful to his children. I'm very neglectful. Also, they don't exist, so don't write me. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I'd like to make a joke, and I am really tired right now. But that's partially thanks to my stressful job. I feel like I'm always complaining about my job. Um, But honestly... That just makes you like a person. Yeah, I'm just a person. It's awesome. I mean... I don't want to get too sentimental on here, but you know the cliche, like, you never thought you could love so much? Yeah. I mean, it's like a whole new compartment opens up that you didn't even know you had. Like, I thought I was like the Grinch and my heart had shrunk a certain size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like a whole new chamber's opened right. up. Yeah. And now yeah. you can make all those dad jokes you want. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think he's absolutely amazing. I can't even joke about it. Yeah. All right. Number two. Who do you think won E3? Well... Not Sony, just through not Sony. Sony yeah. Sony's not even there. I'll say this. Nintendo was most improved. I just did not care about their presentation last year. Because it was all Smash Brothers. Well, they didn't care either, to be fair. <laughs> but this year, I was like, okay, awesome game after awesome game. I feel like they have more to show this year. As far as the games that I'm interested in buying, it was Nintendo. But Microsoft announced a whole new system. So, depending what that is, that could be really exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't think we really know anything about it yet, though, do we? Except it's going to be really powerful. They gave a lot of little info for it. Yeah. Um, Is it even going to take physical media? Like, I still need to watch the presentation. I, I don't know. know. That may be... I, we're heading toward systems that won't... I mean, I think all, oh, at yeah. some point, any, any new system won't take anything. Sony physical. said their next one definitely will, so that gives us a few more well, years. Well, also, also, they're wanting to try to do cloud streaming with games, and I am not looking yeah, forward to no. that at all. I don't think it'll work near as well when you need precision on things. Yeah. It's not going to work, in my opinion. For games I'm going to buy, though, I mean... 
when one of our Excuse friends... Excuse me of what you want to, but it was Nintendo this year. When one of our buddies, one of our really good friends, who literally lives five minutes from me, can't get the, the high-speed internet at his house, yeah, that gives me a little <laughs> hope for cloud streaming games being, yeah. being good. Just, you know. Yeah, if you live in all your life in New York City, it probably sounds amazing. Yeah. There's internet everywhere you go. Yeah, so I think they're going to be really yeah. limiting their audience. Just my opinion. Uh, we're rednecks. We live out in the boondocks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're just lucky we actually have decent internet. We slick pigs down and ride them around. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was our Tuesday. Yep. All right. Uh, I kind of think... Honestly, I, th- I thought both Xbox and uh, Nintendo both had some awesome stuff. I'm okay with you saying either one of those won, to be fair. Yeah. I thought they both came out with some good, fun things. And Xbox, to me, was also really well improved. Uh, they showed some system exclusives, which they desperately needed. Yeah. Uh, and Sony's basically been saying they're not going to be bringing out near as many games for now. And Microsoft huh. bought a bunch of studios up, and it's really showing. So I got a lot of hopes for... The Xbox fan of me is very hopeful. And the Nintendo fan of me is, is just saying, get you a Switch. All right, <laughs> Trevor, uh, number three. How do you feel about that team, the Ninja Turtle one-up arcade cabinet? Oh, man. Oh. So these mini arcade cabinets, I think, came out around last Christmas. Yeah, which I thought were cool, yeah. but none of them really screened for me to get them. Yeah. I mean, the Street Fighter one, kind of, a little bit, because, I mean, I yeah. grew up playing Street Fighter in arcades. But then these, both of these, there's a Marvel one, too. Yeah. Both of these, but especially, especially the Ninja Turtle one. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So it's a... It's it's not really many. It's like full. It's smaller than a real arcade. It's a smaller cabinet, scale, but it's yeah. still like stand up size. Yeah, and it's got the original TMNT arcade game and the Turtles in Time arcade game. Yes, oh my gosh, with four player capability with the joysticks and the buttons. Oh man, these things are a totally overpriced way to play the games, but it's so cool. Yeah, man, it's. Just you know how cool it would be if you just walked down into the Shire and then there's that arcade cabinet oh, right man. there. That'd be amazing. But it's there are some cons to it, in my opinion. I saw a lot of uh, YouTubers that I really like who kind of cover this stuff, who got those the older yeah. these, this, the systems that came out last year. And while they're very cool, there are issues with them. Mm. Uh, they don't seem to last very long. Really? Uh, yeah. There's uh, and then the company apparently this is just based on what a couple of them have said. This this does not mean all of them are this way, uh, but that uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to uh, like one of them. One of the ones I know said he got the he got the cabinets. He got two of them, and he thought they were very cool for the week that they worked. <laughs> and then when he was telling mm-hmm. them what the issue was, he go, "Oh yeah, we know what it is. We need you to like they were going to replace the part." And he said he'd have to take it apart to do that. Oh, wow. And the way you build it uh, to take it apart would tear it up, basically. So Those if, are his if, words. If they're not made to last, that would ruin it for me because there's, yeah. they're a lot of money. That's that's my thing. But if you can prove to me that they're made to last, that would be something. That would be like a yeah. a dream come true. Because <laughs> I mean, it's actually really cheap. Yeah. For four controller boards and a built-in screen and the hardware, it's it, it, it's cheap in that yeah. aspect. But if they're not made to last, it would ruin it. Exactly. But I'm definitely. I'll be looking out for sales, and I doubt there will be any, but I'll be looking out for sales on the Turtles one. Yeah. That looks awesome. Now, here's the most important question that we've had in this whole thing. Okay. Now that Genesis Gems has joined forces with two dudes in an NES. Mm. This is true. This really happened, Trevor. <sighs> They're together now. They're one mega power. Uh, it's like Walmart joining uh, Amazon. 
Yeah, it really is. What just happened? Yeah. Why? Why did that happen? I mean, there's a lot of questions we it's have. Bad for everybody. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, is there still? So who? What's that make us? <laughs> well, there. I would probably say, to be fair, two dudes is probably Amazon. Assuming Amazon is a little bit bigger than Walmart, but Walmart's still really big. Yeah. Just as gyms as Walmart. We are. Um, you know how Dollar Generals pop up everywhere? Yeah. What's like an off-brand of Dollar General? Dollar Tree. Even lower than that. <laughs> family Dollar. Do people go there anymore? I think we're like the Family Dollar yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think those was kind of closed, didn't they? Yeah. We were bought so out. So. We're the Family Dollar <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yes. um, and basically, Amazon and Walmart have teamed up to put us out of business. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah. So if you care about the little man, uh, if you want to mm-hmm. stick it to the, to the, to the two dudes, if you want to stick it to the man... Then support us. Go to our Patreon. Because we were asked, is there, is there still a fake beef between us? Uh, it's not fake on our end. Fresh, never frozen beef. That's right. We're the Wendy's of this beef. Yes. And we will not stop until uh, it's us on that pedestal. <laughs> yes. We are just jealous. Sure jealousy. We don't understand how they, they have like 10 billion Facebook followers. 10 trillion reviews on They iTunes. never once asked us to join them on this. 10 million listeners. And I know they all, and I know they all know us. I know they know us. I mean, sure. Maybe they were already part of a network. Sure. And we're on a totally different network. Sure. But who cares? To I not mean, even be asked hurts. They're just scared because we're like the wild cards. We're the bad oh, boys of yeah. podcasts. Yeah, you don't know what we're going to say. No, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I mean, a flippity floppity flu. Oh my goodness. I just said that. And beep that out, Chris. Beep all that out. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think what we need is for somebody to, to design like a hack to like funnel all their patron money right into our account. I like that. And we'll probably get shut down by patron, but it'd be worth it <laughs> just to have done that. So what we're trying to say is, sure, they're all awesome. Sure, technically we like them. But at the end of the day, we'd rather you give us money. <laughs> <laughs> That's our professional opinion. And I can say that because they don't listen to this. Nope. They don't listen to this at all. And. Though they know us, it's kind of like how when we go outside, we know there's dirt. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't acknowledge we that. walk on it every yeah, day. But we don't acknowledge that there's dirt. We yeah, just walk yeah. on it and go about our, go about our lives. And that's kind of how we are in there. So uh, support us. <laughs> we obviously need it. It came across super hateful and <laughs> petty. <laughs> Sweet. I like it. Just how I've had it. Yep. Trevor, I think it's time for something that the, the people, uh, the blisters, are screaming for. And that is the Blish Quiz. Close the show. I'm like, what are you about to say? Oh, we we don't. But we totally need the bliss quiz. I'm we, glad you okay, remembered. Good. You remember for a second there. This is how little yep. confidence I have in myself when it comes to you. I for a second thought that maybe we'd already done it. No. <laughs> you going go first? All right, Trevor. Number one. <clears throat> what did Pixar's A Bug's Life score on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm. You got to get within. Is five percent fair? I think five percent is yeah. fair. So I remember one time thinking that this was reviewed way lower than Pixar's other movies. But then I think I remember looking it up and realizing I was totally wrong. That it's one you never hear about anymore, but the critics were pretty unanimous. Well, it's one of the early ones, too. 
I think I'm, I'm going to go 95 because I think I'm safe either way. Trevor Franklin, give yourself a point. Oh, yeah. 92. 92. Ooh, 92%. Okay. Johnny, your first question. Which of these games was not originally meant as a mascot game for the Sega Saturn? Okay. Bug, Clockwork Knight, Panzer Dragoon, a stall. What's that last one? A S T A L. A stall even, or Astle. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. I think it's a stall. I have it. Whenever we do a Sega Saturn game again, we should really consider it. It's a two player, two D platformer. It's super, super cool. Sounds awesome, but I just I never heard of it. So Bug, Clockwork, not Panzer Dragoon, a stall. Bug. Which was not a mascot game. I'm going with Bug. No, it was originally conceptualized when uh, there was lacking a Sonic game on the system. Uh, Panzer Dragoon was not. That's the one I thought. Thank yeah. God. Clockwork Knight. You always try to trick me on yeah. these. That was conceptualized. as a, Obviously, none of them stuck as a mascot for the system, right. but, you know. No, no matter what they could. Even, didn't they just announce? You got really excited about a new Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. Um, I still don't have time to look into it, but I believe it's a remake of the original. I know it's coming to Switch, and I think it might be coming to other systems, too. And I think it looks awesome. I never uh, cared about those games. Sorry. Number two, but You're to be fair. Me. I never Basically, it's Star Fox, but with a dragon. I never. I, I think it's because I'm terrible at flying games, and that's probably yeah. why. <laughs> I mean, they really do play a Star that's Fox. That's why I'm more about my own insecurities than anything else. You're a terrible person. Yep. Number two, Trevor, besides being an infamous gangster, what else is Bugsy Siegel known for? <laughs> Here's your choices. Did you say Bubsy Siegel? Bugsy. Oh. Everything, all my okay. questions are related to Bugs somehow. Okay. <laughs> there was a gangster. He's a real person. Okay. Named Bugsy Siegel. All right. You've never heard of this guy? I don't think I have. Oh my gosh. I could have got away with this. Yeah, Easy. you really could have. All right. <clears throat> Is he known for A, being one of the first uh, front page on the newspaper, celebrity gangsters? B, a drive. he was a driving force behind the Las Vegas Strip, you know, a very famous strip in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. C, for his for his love for cats, he had a lot of cats. Which one of those was he also known for besides being an infamous gangster? And only one of them is true? Yeah. Okay. The cats is really weird, but I'm going to go with the front page paper thing. Trevor Franklin, give yourself another point. Two points. Technically, this one was really easy for you because A and B were both right. C oh, was the one I made up. You made it very yeah. easy on me. Yep. If you get both these right, you can still tie me so far. I like this question. Sorry, my heartburn. So, <laughs> edit that out, Chris. Which of these is false? Do you know if he actually did everything we said, he would do be a full-time job? So, <laughs> I just want our shirt to say this. We we'll never edit anything Edit out. this, Chris. I just want our shirt to say, beat this out, Chris. Yeah. What if he does edit a lot out, and even we don't remember it? That's, because that's we don't possible. know what we say. That's possible. I assume he edits nothing out, but maybe yeah. he does. We vomit a lot of things from our mouths. That's yes. very true. Which of these is false? The rest are true. All right, make sure. Yes. Which of these is false? A. Bug developer Real Time Associates and Orkin signed a cross promotion contract for commercials which never aired. B. Steven Spielberg saw Bug and said, This is the character that's going to do it for the Sega Saturn. C. Bug uses the silicon graphics technology like that used in Donkey Kong Country. So which is false, that they cross-promoted with Orkin Bug Killer Company? That Steven Spielberg saw Bug and said it's going to do it for the Sega Saturn? 
or that Bug uses the same technology as DKC, which is false. I'm trying to think of which one sounds more like you making something up. That's where <laughs> I'm coming from from this, because all of them sound sort of plausible in a way, which is good on you. First one is false. You got it. Yes. I made up the Orkin thing. So Steven Spielberg saw this game and said that basically it was going to make the Sega Saturn huge. <laughs> Wasn't quite true, but you know. You ready for your last one? Yep. All right. If you get this one, you get all three. All right. What a major accomplishment. <laughs> I've done something with my life. Tracy Morgan, the comedian. Oh, yeah. Was driving. This is recent. This just happened the other day. This is real. Was driving his Bugatti. <laughs> B-U-G-A-T-T-I. That's where the bug comes from. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. I don't even know how you found that in a Google search. Tracy, <laughs> Seriously. Tracy. Searching for bugs. Tracy Morgan was... Uh, to be honest, I saw this in the news, and I saw, <laughs> and I just put it. Uh, okay, I'm way more smarter and being stupid than anything else. That sentence was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're way more smarter at being stupid than anything else. Okay. I, really have, I put a lot of effort in how dumb I am. Yeah, your your jokes aren't lazy. That's for the most part. Well, they, they well yeah. Tracy Morgan was driving his Bugatti or Bug Audi mm-hmm. when he got in a into a fender bender. Mm. Now, of course, the Bugatti is a very, very expensive car. Oh, yeah. How much will that fender bender cost him? The cost of him mm. to him came out. If you get within... Percentage? Yeah. What's what's fair? I would say 20%. All right. If you get within 20%. 500000 No. You went way overboard, actually. Oh, really? It's still a lot. 200000 Okay. Well, I didn't make all three, so I'm worthless as a human being. So I got a chance to tie. You can tie me if you get this one right. It's a pretty fun question. So Real-Time Associates developed this game. They developed tons of games. They originally were founded in 1986 to make Intellivision games. That didn't really work out all that well, I guess. <laughs> but which was the Which of these is not a game they made? These are... <laughs> Oh my god, screwed up. <laughs> so I put all correct choices. I gotta make up a game right quick. Hold on. Oh my god. Um, uh, okay. Wait, wait. Um, I saw. I, saw, I <laughs> witnessed your brain explode. Alright, I just came up with one. You don't know which one it is, so I'm still good. Okay. Do not right. edit any of that out, Chris. We'll no. just keep all that in. I just realized all the choices I put were correct. <laughs> okay. So which of these is not? These are all real games. Yeah. Well, which one was not developed by Real Time Associates who gotcha. made Bug? Right. A. Ah, Real Monsters. B. Candyland Adventure. C. Three Vikings. D. Bug 2. Or E. Berenstein Bears Camping Adventure. I know for a fact they made All Real Monsters because you told me that. We've played several of these as well. Yeah. Yep. So All Real Monsters, Candyland Adventure, Three Vikings, Bug 2, Berenstein Bears Camping Adventure, which was not developed by Real-Time Associates. My gut wants to say Berenstein Bears because it's last on the list and you had to make one up to put it on the list, but also know you're smart, so maybe you kind of mixed them up. <laughs> uh, so may- I might be giving you too much credit, but I'm going to assume you mixed them up. And I don't know what Three Vikings is, so I'm going to go with Three Vikings. So... You were smart to think I'm not an idiot. So yeah, Bears and Bears Camping Adventure was a game we covered on the show. Yeah. And they developed it, apparently. Oh. 
And I remember I, I st- might be wrong. I think Three Vikings is really the name of the game I'm thinking of. It's a game about Vikings, and there's three of them. But I made that one up, so you're correct. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look that up real quick. Three Vikings, because I had this game, and I think that's what it was called. I'm looking it up too. Just uh. Yeah. Three. Wait a minute. It was the Lost Vikings. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you got that question for sure. <laughs> well, that's what happens. I couldn't even think of a name of a real game. That's really bad. <laughs> we tied it to a piece in one of the sloppier episodes of all time. Oh, my gosh. All right, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in this show. By the way, we went for an hour and 20 minutes about Bug. Uh-huh. We can barely manage an hour about you know, your big heavy hitters. That's right. That's how we are. That's how we roll. Well, we gave people some extra because yeah. they, well, they didn't want it, but they got it. Yeah. That's what we do. We give and we give and we give and uh, nobody takes it. No. Nah. <laughs> As they shouldn't. Because this is a, com- a complete mess. Nah, I can't think of anything worse that we've done. And we've done some terrible things. <laughs> um. Uh, so, yeah. thanks yeah. for joining us. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. The next game will be a heavy hitter, though. Oh, yeah. Let's go and talk about that. Let's go and talk about that. The next game is already in the, the pipeline. We're going to be playing it soon. Uh, it's one everybody's heard of. It's even getting a uh, Yeah, it means no worries for the rest of your days because we're playing Lion King next. Yeah. For the, which system are we doing this? I believe one? we're going to play Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo version of it. Of course, uh, we're going to be sponsored by... Uh, Disney's The Lion King, mm-hmm. the new movie that's coming out. We're going to be sponsored oh, yeah. by it. So stay tuned for all those advertisements. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and remember, when you go eat your McDouble, dip it in Vegemite, and uh, be the king of the jungle. That's right. That's right. So thanks for joining us. Akuna Matata, indeed. We love you all. And, of course, as we all know, Retro Bliss is the king of everything. The light touches.